This is the Bible in Wenya, day 276. The key to contentment. I was speaking with a friend who's not a Christian. He's charming and delightful person. He's a successful businessman, has made a great deal of money. He has a wonderful wife, a good marriage and a great family. Yet he spoke to me of the deep emptiness in his life and the lack of peace and contentment he experiences. Content makes poor men rich. Discontent makes rich men poor, said the American statesman Benjamin Franklin. Few people seem to be genuinely content. As Martin Luther once said, contentment is a rare bird, but it sings sweetly in the breast. The Bible never promises that we will not face hard times or difficult situations, but it does promise us God's strength and grace in these times. The Apostle Paul found the key to a life of peace and contentment in times of trouble. He tells the Philippians how to find peace and shares the secret of being content. From Proverbs 24 Saying 22 The wise prevail through great power, and those who have knowledge muster their strength. Surely you need guidance to wage war, and victory is won through many advisers. Saying 23 Wisdom is too high for fools. In the assembly at the gate they must not open their mouths. Saying 24 Whoever plots evil will be known as a schemer. The schemes of folly are sin and people detest a mocker. Saying 25 If you falter in a time of trouble, how small is your strength? Rescue those being led away to death. Hold back those staggering towards slaughter. If you say, but we knew nothing about this, does not he who weighs the heart perceive it? Does not he who guards your life know it? Will he not repay everyone according to what they have done? Saying 26 Eat honey, my son, for it is good. Honey from the comb is sweet to your taste. Know also that wisdom is like honey for you. If you find it, there is a future hope for you, and your hope will not be cut off. Find soul satisfaction in God's wisdom. What happens when you face a crisis in your life? How do you respond to hard times and difficult situations. All of us are likely to face times of trouble in our lives. The writer of Proverbs says, If you falter in times of trouble, how small is your strength? If you fall to pieces in a crisis, there wasn't much to you in the first place. The wise person will not fall to pieces, for they will have great power and knowledge increases strength. They seek guidance and have many advisers. When evil things are happening, do not close your eyes and say, but we know nothing about this. How do you get this wisdom? The wisdom of God is like the sweet taste of honey. Know also that wisdom is sweet to your soul. If you find it, there is a future hope for you, and your hope will not be cut off. This wisdom is found supremely in Christ, for he is the wisdom of God. Lord, thank you that in Christ, the wisdom of God, we find soul satisfaction. Please fill me today 
with the Spirit of Jesus, with wisdom, contentment, and peace. New Testament from Philippians 4 I plead with Euodia, and I plead with Syntyche, to be of the same mind in the Lord. Yes, and I ask you, my true companion, help these women, since they have contended at my side in the cause of the gospel, along with Clement and the rest of my co-workers, whose names are in the book of life. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice and the God of peace will be with you. I rejoiced greatly in the Lord that at last you renewed your concern for me. Indeed, you were concerned, but you had no opportunity to show it. I'm not saying this because I am in need, for I have learned to be content whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do all this through him who gives me strength. Yet it was good of you to share in my troubles. Moreover, as you Philippians know, in the early days of your acquaintance with the gospel, when I set out from Macedonia, not one church shared with me in the matter of giving and receiving except you only. For even when I was in Thessalonica, you sent me aid more than once when I was in need. Not that I desire your gifts, what I desire is that more be credited to your account. I have received full payment and have more than enough. I am amply supplied now that I have received from Epaphroditus the gifts you sent. They are a fragrant offering, an acceptable sacrifice pleasing to God. And my God will meet all your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. To our God and Father be glory for ever and ever. Amen. Greet all God's people in Christ Jesus. The brothers and sisters who are with me send greetings. All God's people here send you greetings, especially those who belong to Caesar's household. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. Amen. Find the secret in Christ Jesus. No one goes through life without difficulties and hard times. Paul is not without his troubles. He is in prison and, like many of us, was struggling with great anxiety. Yet, he writes, Do not fret or have any anxiety about anything, but in every circumstance and in everything, 
by prayer and petition, definite requests, with thanksgiving, continue to make your wants known to God, and God's peace shall be yours, that tranquil state of a soul assured of its salvation through Christ, and so fearing nothing from God, and being content with its earthly lot of whatever sort that is, that peace which transcends all understanding, shall garrison and mount guard over your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. This is a remarkable and wonderful promise, and one that I've claimed and experienced many times in my life. Corrie ten Boom defined worry as a cycle of inefficient thoughts whirling around a center of fear. Worry can wreck our lives. Some of our worries, like pools, are real, and some are illusory. But in either case, a life weighed down by worry is not really living. Paul's solution is to encourage us to turn to prayer, bringing our specific requests to God. Let petitions and praises shape your worries into prayers, letting God know your concerns. Sometimes I find it a help to write down specific requests. This enables me to look back at the ways in which God has answered my prayers. If you do this, you can then give thanks and your confidence in prayer will increase. Offer your current prayers from a foundation of a life that is filled with thanksgiving. The wonderful promise is that as you do this, the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. God exchanges your worries for his peace. The word for peace means far more than an absence of hostility. It means wholeness, soundness, well-being, oneness with God and every kind of blessing and good. It's a peace which transcends all understanding. It surpasses both your ability to cope and your anxiety about what is to come. Paul then turns his attention to what we think about. We're surrounded by images and words from the media, conversations and events, which can so easily tempt us almost daily with wrong thoughts. But you can resist this. As Martin Luther said, you can't stop a bird flying overhead, but you can stop it nesting in your hair. The way to get wrong thoughts out is to get right thoughts in. Your mind cannot be unoccupied. If you don't occupy your mind with good thoughts, the enemy will fill it with bad ones. Follow Paul's advice. You'll do best by filling your minds and meditating on things true, noble, reputable, authentic, compelling, gracious, the best. He realizes that what you think about will affect every area of your life. Fill your mind with good things, whatever is excellent and praiseworthy. Think about what you think about. The root of our problems may be our thought life. If you change the things you allow your mind to dwell on, God who makes everything work together will work you into his most excellent harmonies. The hardest part is always putting all this into practice. The only way of learning any skill, trade or sport is by practicing. Practice avoiding quarrels, staying united with other Christians and avoiding anxiety by continual prayer. If you do, then Paul promises that the God of peace will be with you. Paul did not worry about his needs being met. He'd learnt that the secret of contentment in every situation, in plenty or in want, was that he could do everything through him 
who gives me strength. Whatever situation you're in, God will strengthen you to do whatever he's calling you to do. Paul praises the Philippians for their generosity, which is a fragrant offering, an acceptable sacrifice, pleasing to God. This generosity is a part of love. You can give without loving, but you cannot love without giving. God promises that he will meet all your needs according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus as you live a generous life, free of financial worries. This includes your material needs. They're not necessarily your wants. You can be sure that God will take care of everything you need. His generosity exceeding even yours in the glory that pours from Jesus. You cannot outgive God. Lord, today I bring to you my anxieties. Thank you for the promise of your peace, which transcends all understanding. Old Testament from Jeremiah 6 and 7 Flee for safety, people of Benjamin. Flee from Jerusalem. Sound the trumpet in Tekoa. Raise the signal over Beth Hakarem. For disaster looms out of the north, even terrible destruction. I will destroy daughter Zion, so beautiful and delicate. Shepherds with their flocks will come against her. They will pitch their tents round her, each tending his own portion. Prepare for battle against her. Arise, let us attack at noon. But alas, the daylight is fading, and the shadows of evening grow long. So arise. Let us attack at night and destroy her fortresses. This is what the Lord Almighty says. Cut down the trees and build siege ramps against Jerusalem. This city must be punished. It is filled with oppression. As a well pours out its water, so she pours out her wickedness. Violence and destruction resound in her. Her sickness and wounds are ever before me. Take warning, Jerusalem, or I will turn away from you and make your land desolate so that no one can live in it. This is what the Lord Almighty says. Let them glean the remnant of Israel as thoroughly as a vine. Pass your hand over the branches again like one gathering grapes. To whom can I speak and give warning? Who will listen to me? Their ears are closed so that they cannot hear. The word of the Lord is offensive to them. They find no pleasure in it. But I am full of the wrath of the Lord, and I cannot hold it in. Pour it out on the children in the street and on the young men gathered together. Both husband and wife will be caught in it, and the old, those weighed down with years. Their houses will be turned over to others together with their fields and their wives when I stretch out my hand against those who live in the land, declares the Lord. From the least to the greatest, all are greedy for gain. Prophets and priests alike, all practice deceit. They dress the wound of my people as though it were not serious. Peace, peace, they say, when there is no peace. Are they ashamed of their detestable conduct? No, they have no shame at all. They do not even know how to blush. So they will fall among the fallen. They will be brought down when I punish them, says the Lord. This is what the Lord says. Stand at the crossroads and look. Ask for the ancient paths. 
Ask where the good way is and walk in it, and you will find rest for your souls. But you said, We will not walk in it. I appointed watchmen over you and said, Listen to the sound of the trumpet. But you said, We will not listen. Therefore hear, you nations, you who are witnesses, observe what will happen to them. Hear, you earth. I am bringing disaster on this people, the fruit of their schemes, because they have not listened to my words and have rejected my law. What do I care about incense from Sheba, or sweet calamus from a distant land? Your burnt offerings are not acceptable. Your sacrifices do not please me. Therefore this is what the Lord says. I will put obstacles before this people. Parents and children alike will stumble over them. Neighbors and friends will perish. This is what the Lord says. Look, an army is coming from the land of the north. A great nation is being stirred up from the ends of the earth. They are armed with bow and spear. They are cruel and show no mercy. They sound like the roaring sea as they ride on their horses. They come like men in battle formation to attack you, daughter Zion. We have heard reports about them, and our hands hang limp. Anguish has gripped us, pain like that of a woman in labor. Do not go out to the fields or walk on the roads, for the enemy has a sword and there is terror on every side. Put on sackcloth, my people, and roll in ashes. Mourn with bitter wailing as for an only son, for suddenly the destroyer will come upon us. I have made you a tester of metals and my people the ore, that you may observe and test their ways. They are all hardened rebels going about to slander. They are bronze and iron. They all act corruptly. The bellows blow fiercely to burn away the lead with fire, but the refining goes on in vain. The wicked are not purged out. They are called rejected silver because the Lord has rejected them. Jeremiah chapter 7 This is the word that came to Jeremiah from the Lord. Stand at the gate of the Lord's house and there proclaim this message. Hear the word of the Lord, all you people of Judah, who come through these gates to worship the Lord. This is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says. Reform your ways and your actions, and I will let you live in this place. Do not trust in deceptive words and say, This is the temple of the Lord, the temple of the Lord, the temple of the Lord. If you really change your ways and your actions and deal with each other justly, if you do not oppress the foreigner, the fatherless, or the widow, and do not shed innocent blood in this place, and if you do not follow other gods to your own harm, then I will let you live in this place, in the land I gave to your ancestors for ever and ever. But look, you are trusting in deceptive words that are worthless. Will you steal and murder, commit adultery and perjury, burn incense to Baal and follow other gods you have not known, and then come and stand before me in this house which bears my name and say, We are safe? Safe to do all these detestable things? Has this house which bears my name become a den of robbers to you? But I have been watching, declares the Lord. Go now to the place in Shiloh, 
where I first made a dwelling for my name, and see what I did to it because of the wickedness of my people Israel. While you were doing all these things, declares the Lord, I spoke to you again and again, but you did not listen. I called you, but you did not answer. Therefore, what I did to Shiloh, I will now do to the house that bears my name, the temple you trust in, the place I gave to you and your ancestors. I will thrust you from my presence, just as I did all your fellow Israelites, the people of Ephraim. So do not pray for this people, nor offer any plea or petition for them. Do not plead with me, for I will not listen to you. Do you not see what they are doing in the towns of Judah and in the streets of Jerusalem? The children gather wood, the fathers light the fire, and the women knead the dough and make cakes to offer to the Queen of Heaven. They pour out drink offerings to other gods to arouse my anger. But am I the one they are provoking? declares the Lord. Are they not rather harming themselves? to their own shame. Therefore, this is what the Sovereign Lord says, My anger and my wrath will be poured out on this place, on man and beast, on the trees of the field and on the crops of your land, and it will burn and not be quenched. This is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says, Go ahead, add your burnt offerings to your other sacrifices and eat the meat yourselves. For when I brought your ancestors out of Egypt and spoke to them, I did not just give them commands about burnt offerings and sacrifices, but I gave them this command, Obey me, and I will be your God, and you will be my people. Walk in obedience to all I command you, that it may go well with you. But they did not listen or pay attention. Instead, they followed the stubborn inclinations of their evil hearts, they went backwards and not forwards. From the time your ancestors left Egypt until now, day after day, again and again, I sent you my servants, the prophets. But they did not listen to me or pay attention. They were stiff-necked and did more evil than their ancestors. When you tell them all this, they will not listen to you. When you call to them, they will not answer. Therefore say to them, This is the nation that has not obeyed the Lord its God or responded to correction. Truth has perished. It has vanished from their lips. Cut off your hair and throw it away. Take up a lament on the barren heights, for the Lord has rejected and abandoned this generation that is under his wrath. Find soul rest on God's paths. God loves you. He wants you to find rest for your soul. He wants to protect and provide for you. It is tragic when people do not listen to him. Jeremiah continues to prophesy about times of trouble. God does not act without warning. He warned his people through the prophets, asking, To whom can I speak and give warning? Who will listen to me? The false prophets spoke of a false peace. Peace, peace, they say, when there is no peace. On the other hand, thus says the Lord, stand by the roads and look and ask for the eternal paths where the good old way is. Then walk in it and you will find rest 
for your souls. The problem was they did not listen. Their ears were stuffed with wax. They ignored everything I said. Jeremiah proclaimed the message courageously and called them to repentance. Reform your ways and your actions. Change your ways and your actions and deal with each other justly. Don't oppress the outsider, the fatherless or the widow and don't follow other gods. God says, obey me and I will be your God and you will be my people. Walk in all my ways I command you that it may go well with you. But do you think they listened? Not a word of it. They did just what they wanted to do. Resolve in your heart today to listen to God and to walk in his ways that it may go well with you. Lord, forgive me when I have not listened to you. Thank you that you promise that if I return to the eternal paths and walk in them, I will find rest and contentment for my soul. Pippa adds, Philippians 4 verse 6 says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. I'm trying hard not to worry, but to pray instead. So whenever a thought during the day or night comes to mind, and it could be about someone who's sick or a decision I've got to make, long flight or whether anybody will come back to Alpha next week, I'm trying not to waste time thinking about it and worrying about it but instead to say a prayer and then to trust that God has heard and that he will answer.